Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long joins us. Dwayne, after a few nice days, we've returned to the Ohio Gray. Uh, yesterday was ridiculous. Two days ago, I got my I got the door open. I'm almost sweating. And yesterday, uh, I got a, a small heater turned on. I mean, it's just crazy. It's Ohio. We will get to what's going on at spring practice at Ohio State in just a minute. But first, we want to talk offensive line recruiting. If you go to the front page of the site right now, there is a review of Peyton Kirkland from Mark Porter, one of his many exclusive scouting reports on prospects Ohio State has offered. He is very, very high on Peyton Kirkland. This is a massive human being from Orlando, Dr. Phillips. I'm just going to say it here so you go read it. In his premium, you're going to need a subscription. But Mark Porter compares him to a young Orlando Pace. What did you think of Kirkland when you watched him on tape? And that's a pretty lofty comparison, as we all know. And when I heard Mark say that, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've got to know where you're going there, brother. Is that um, Orlando Pace was – you just have to see him to believe him back then. But when I watched the film of the kid, uh, the first thing – that jumped out at me was I can't find a weakness. Um, he's a powerhouse in the run game. And as a pass protector, he's just, you just can't get by him. Uh, and, and I love the way that his, it just his, his, uh, he's already, now we're talking about sophomore tape here. And this kid's already doing things technically so much better than any sophomore I've seen recently. I mean, he just incredible gets his butt down, bends his knees, gets his hands up quickly. Uh, I mean, it's just, he's so technically sound already. So where he could go Ed, the sky's the limit. And with what's going on, he's got, he's a kid. We got to try to get up here and, and get in a scarlet and gray uniform. He's got the, the potential to be as special as, as a uh, uh, petite Ferrer coming out of high school, uh, uh, Jackson Carmen. And maybe even pace. We'll see, because he's only a sophomore. That's the important thing here. Is this kid is this good this soon? This is a name you should get tattooed somewhere because we're going to be talking about him so much. Just a very, very impressive prospect. Another offensive lineman that was very high on their board and a huge impressive prospect was Keonta Goodwin. I'll be honest, I thought he was going to be a buckeye, and now it seems like all crystal balls are rolling towards Kentucky. This isn't exactly breaking news, but I haven't had you comment on it, and I know you were big on Goodwin. Your thoughts on the Wildcats beating out the Buckeyes in this recruiting battle, most likely? Well, that's a, a, another part of it, but just losing this kid 
in an offensive line class that I'm not impressed with. I've looked down into 12, 13, you know, how the, the, how they're uh, ranked right now on uh, on the 247 uh, uh, list. That's the one I pay more attention to. Uh, just he was one of the few guys that, that really leaped out at me uh, in this class. So that makes it that much more disappointing um, that, that, you know, we're not going to get one of the better guys in this class. That's very disappointing. Hopefully they'll stay with it. And once he can get on campus and look around a bit and compare the facilities and, and the atmosphere and everything, maybe he'll change his mind. There's plenty of time now. Uh, but yeah, that would be very disappointing to lose one of the, one of the guys who's just, uh, uh, better than the rest in this class. I don't think he's coming to Ohio state. I do think the depth chart bothered him. I think seeing Paris Johnson have to sit a year and then play a year at guard somehow affected his recruitment. If you don't want to come here and compete, you can stay at Kentucky. Anyone who would choose going to Kentucky over Ohio State, to me, just isn't in it to win it. Let's stick with the big boys. We talked about Paris Johnson at guard yesterday. Nick Petit Frere didn't play. He was out of practice for a minor reason, according to Ryan Day. In at right tackle was Dewan Jones. There was some thought he may not be into it. Now they got him at right tackle as a backup. You're big on Jones. Yeah, well, I'm just happy that he's back with us because you know, I was impressed with the kid going back to high school that he was that massive and moved that well. Uh, I was going to be really disappointed if, if uh, he was not going to be with us any longer. And for a minute there, it seemed like, you know, we couldn't get any word about an injury or anything. And, and it made me think about that. He didn't play as much last year, even though it looked like he was going to be the starter at right guard until uh, Wyatt Davis came back and then he disappeared. So I thought maybe he was saying, okay, uh, I'm not going to play here. I'm going to go somewhere where I can play. So having him back on the field matters. Now, uh, as far as Paris, uh, Paris Johnson is concerned, what I look at with that is and you're thinking, why didn't he kick him over to right tackle? He needs to learn how to play guard. They want him in there. They want to get that unity that is important with the offensive line. I believe that that's why he's, they just kept him where he is. That's his spot. That's where he's going to stay. Probably uh, next year he'll kick back out the tackle. Getting the best five on the field is something that's always talked about, whether it's, uh, whether it's always executed or not is another thing. Paris Johnson will be the left tackle next year. And if you had a chance to read any of his academic exploits that he's shared on the Internet, he might be president of the United States about 25 years after that. We're going to take a quick break. Be back. Talk some more football. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. 
Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, we are back. Dwayne, visions of Tyler Moeller dancing through your head. Ohio State has apparently gone to a single high safety with a bullet, basically a glorified hybrid linebacker safety position. And one of the names of the guys occupying that spot is Craig Young, a fantastic athlete who came to Ohio State really without a position. Bullet would seem to fit him. Your thoughts on the schematic developments and then maybe Young emerging? Well, I, I like the schematic development because, look, we're not, we're not playing the same game we were 10 years ago, five years ago. It is so pass-heavy. It is so pass-oriented. Having three linebackers on the field just doesn't make a lot of sense anymore. It, you, you know, you're, you've got uh, linebackers are having to play more in space. They're having to cover more. It's just the way it is. So how about a guy that can, uh, can come up and, and play the run but he's also got the athleticism to uh, cover slots and, uh, and, and play in space, get out in the flats and, and cover people. I think, it's, I think it's a great development. Let's hope that he can adjust to it. The guys, athletes, you, you know, you want to bring in athletes, but at the same time, sometimes the guys that have played all over the place, they just don't have the experience in one spot. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's always a concern. But I like that that they have picked him out of the linebackers that are there, and uh, and they're going to give him a shot at it. There's a there's a, a resemblance to Simmons from from uh, Clemson a couple of years ago. Just a guy that that is going to run all over the field. He's more athletic than than uh, most of the guys out there, and he's just going to make plays. So hopefully that's kind of a, a defender he evolves into. I say defender because he is really. Uh, are we? Let's call it the bullet that fit here in Ohio State. I like the development. We got to have guys that can get out there and cover and play in space. It's just the way it is these days. Comparison's a lofty one, but physically, Craig Young does match up. One thing that jumps out at him, he's a tall linebacker safety type. Ryan Day's press conference yesterday, he addressed several things. And as these press conferences go, the coach tends to steer his answers, regardless of the question, back to a few central themes. I thought yesterday the overarching theme was that he's a little worried about the experience of the team. The pandemic-related you know, truncation of practices, etc., has caused some limited development for guys. Guys who are at a certain point in their career should have had more reps and have it. And you can tell he goes back to that. But the thing Day really hit on several times was talking about what it's like to be on a team loaded with talent and not on the field. I really got the sense he was talking to the wide receiver room. We are in the transfer portal era. Ohio State has guys who won't get many minutes this year that would probably start on other teams. This is me extrapolating. So if I'm wrong, blame me personally. But I kind of felt like he was talking to Julian Fleming. Your thoughts? Well, I came away with the same thought, and this was something that you know you you and I didn't really talk about uh, until we um, started set up the show today. That it was Fleming. I, I believe that, and I'll tell you why I believe that. Going back to high school, you know, where there was always a thing. Well, his level of competition, absolutely. What happened with that was the coaches said, "Okay, I've got this this freak of nature uh, athlete, five star athlete." 
You just run out there and I'll throw you the ball and then you make something happen. And that's what you can watch it in, in his high school film. There wasn't a pattern run. It was always just run to the, to the open area and we'll throw you the ball. That's not the way it works at this level. Not even close. That can't happen. You've got to be where you're supposed to be when uh, on the play call. You've got to be, if you're supposed to do a 10-yard out, then you've got to do a 10-yard out. So that is not really a surprise to me. But I also think you've got to look at the positive in the fact that he's bringing it up. He's calling them out, really, in, in public, that you you are too good to not be number one. You're, you're just too good. That's ridiculous. I, that, I got that, too, from it. Same thing. I'm not sure if he was telling Fleming he wasn't living up to his abilities. And like we said before, we don't know for a fact in any way that Day was talking to Fleming. He could have been talking to a totally different position group for all we know. But it definitely fits what he was saying. And he's right that every player is kind of on their own personal journey. One thing I noticed is that when he he talked about Marvin Harrison getting his black stripe off, the first thing he talked about was his discipline and his route running. So that might be kind of a Freudian slip there if we're trying to find a backdoor answer to what he was talking about at the end. He's just not polished enough. So there's several guys that maybe aren't polished enough. Look, every guy in the receiver room is a beast at this point. When you have talent of that level, there are guys who are sitting there who have literally probably never, ever in their life been on the bench in any sport at any time. And that's tough to deal with, especially in light of the transfer culture. And he mentioned that, that these guys are getting a lot of pressure from outside sources. People at home expect them to be stars day one. That's not realistic. There's very, 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 very few people who have ever come to Ohio State and been plug and play. I had a discussion with Mr. Bucknuts about this the other day, and he was talking about it. Plug and play is a myth. Ohio State is a tough place to get on the field, especially at wide receiver. And I think what Dave was doing was trying to let everybody know, you will get your turn here. Look at how guys who have stuck it out have done well in this program. So we are reading into that. There's a chance Dave was talking to others. We got a feeling it was the receiver. Appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.